Dave Chappelle has a new special out. It's titled 846. It's on Netflix. Is it funny? Is it factual? We're going to discuss that. Then we're going to discuss Seattle's Chaz area, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Will they take it back or will it be, as their mayor says, the summer of love? And then finally, we're going to discuss left-wing celebrities and their prediction that Trump will win the 2020 election. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K-Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging With Apes. Go on over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. If you go to our website, we put up two new shirts, so... uh if you're fans of the show, you've probably heard us use the phrase live by the woke, die by the woke. If you follow us on social media, you've probably seen us put that phrase out there, live by the woke, die by the woke. So if you want to buy that shirt, support the show and display a counterculture stance to everything that we're experiencing in this current political climate that shirt would be great for you. Uh, we currently have them in white and black. I think I'm going to design a red, white, and blue one before the 4th of July. Uh, so yeah, but they're on the website. Just go there, click. It'll it'll take you to where you need to go from there. Buy it, enjoy it, and be fashionable. And rock it like at all of your leftist friends' dinner parties. <laughs> oh, God, that should be too great. Um. So, three topics to get into. What do you want to discuss first? Let's start with Dave. Chappelle's special, 846. It's interesting that you chose to start with Dave Chappelle's 846 because typically when we talk about a Chappelle special, we always save it for last. Yeah. But since, well, we haven't really talked about, like, our personal feelings of that particular special, I feel like we're on the same page because typically when we're enthusiastic about something, we leave it for last. But the fact that we're going first with this one, right. <laughs> I don't know, I, I would imagine suggests otherwise. What was your take on 846? I think it was very heavy on the emotional aspect of things, which isn't necessarily bad like he's expressing he, he's a comedian and a, a person so and 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 he's always been the type of guy like where as funny as he is and as offensive as he is his stand-ups always do have like a lot of heart to him yeah so i can i can see him being frustrated about the situation i did think that it lacked in in like the scope of the things that happened, some of some of the examples that he gave, I yeah. felt like it wasn't. It really didn't look at the stuff as a whole, you know. Um, I saw the video with George Floyd, obviously knowing that he died and that he was yelling 
yelling out help i need i can't breathe and all that you know and then yelling out for his mom that's not an easy watch by any metric but again you have to be able to separate your emotion on things from the facts of things which none of us know nobody knows everyone that watches the news everybody that i don't even think the i mean the officers and 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 the prosecution and the and and, and the and the defense team like they don't we it's just a lot of information you have a segment of the facts but there is a whole bunch of nuances that yeah. we are not privy to as the we general there. yeah uh audience if you will you know in the court of public opinion yeah so so i think as a whole, everyone's with in, in agreement that dude should be fired. Um, everything else gets taken care of in the, uh, at the court of law. Now, that's where I, I felt like the frustration maybe not wasn't warranted just to go off of the fact that it's emotional. And if you're going to see it, as a frustrating situation from the aspect of a black man, you also have to look at it frustrated. Like, are you frustrated only because this happened? Or are you frustrated at the culture? Are you frustrated? What are you frustrated about? You know what I mean? So again, I'm pretty sure he intended to be funnier because he had like what? Two jokes. Yeah. And I think it was more so of a rant of how he felt. And I appreciated it though. Like I, I definitely, See, it's it's easier to hear s- certain things from certain people. Like, he's one of those guys that like he thinks things through. So when you when he when he speaks, it's like you want to listen and you want to see. Yeah, you're a lot more open to it as opposed to Don Lemon. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if Don Lemon wants to say anything, it's like I'm, I already don't respect the way you take your your take is because you know. You you're never you're always super biased. Whereas Dave Chappelle, it's always a lot more balanced. So I'm already going into it like thinking, damn, okay, let's see what he has to say. Yeah, but yeah, that that was that was my sentiments overall of of everything that he talked about. Yeah, I agree uh, with most of what you said. Um, I think though that aside from not looking at the facts of the situation or or not knowing all of the facts of the situation i think he also misstepped in his well-roundedness when he didn't adequately describe certain segments of the special for instance when he went into the whole little thing about Candace Owens yeah he was pretty much suggesting that she was like tap dancing for white America. Yeah. When in that video at, to which he's referring mm. to, he was like, Oh, you know, she's tap dancing for white America and, and, and everything like that. And then, you know, he went to, he went on to say like, he believes she has a stanky pussy and all of that shit. <laughs> but what was, what, what I found like interesting about that is that, in the video herself, she's she's saying that like she's doing this because she no longer wants her community and her culture 
to appeal to the lowest denominator of itself. So, I mean, this is her way of taking accountability for what's going on. So I think that's vastly different from a yes massa, no massa take. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... I, I thought that was a little bit disingenuous. Also, what I thought was disingenuous was when he spoke about the Alton Sterling situation in Baton Rouge, which I feel like of every single one of these shootings that have taken place since we've done or have been doing this show, I feel like the Alton Sterling one was the one that we covered the most precisely and I don't know if that's a credit to like the information that was put out, if that's partly a credit to the media, like because like the information was there and we predicted on this show that those officers wouldn't serve a day in jail, nor should they because they really did everything by the book. They yeah. attempted to preserve life. They gave several warnings. They told dude that they didn't want to kill him. Like the officer even tells dude right before he shoots him, I don't want to kill you. Stop. I don't want to have to kill you. And, you know, dude was still reaching. It turns out he had a gun, all of this stuff. Now, he mentions that in the special. Well, are you really serving the community that you say that you care so much about by not at very least, if you're going to talk about that particular situation, talk about it in a balanced way? Like, how is that in any way, shape or form? care and compassion for the community because essentially what you're doing is misinforming them you know what i'm saying so if you are going to talk about this you need a you need to be more balanced now the other thing that i found interesting was the whole like uh, laura ingram lebron shut up and dribble thing which we covered that and we talked about that i will say this laura ingram her take is a little bit is a little bit i would say hypocritical in the sense that it's like well you're going to tell lebron to shut up and dribble but breeze you're going to like defend his approach you're not yeah. going to say shut up and throw the football you know what i'm saying yeah the so all, there's a clear bias yeah there's a bias there so i will be the first to like call that out but the only difference is when it comes to the argument is that what breeze was saying was pretty much like a more broad statement about the flag like oh well like i don't rock with anybody disrespecting the flag like point blank period LeBron and KD in that little commercial or 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 info video or whatever it was that that was that they were doing, they were delving a little bit more into politics. Yeah. So from the perspective of a of a news anchor, I I could see where she's coming from. Is like, well, his statement is broad. Like, so if LeBron yeah. was like, well, I believe in in kneeling during the national anthem, and Breeze is like, well, I don't rock with that. Okay, those are two broad statements. But now if one starts to go deeper into like the realm of politics, when you clearly don't know about it because where she still has the upper hand in this situation, she invited you on the show to talk. Remember? See, that's the one thing, again, that Chappelle Chappelle didn't say. Yes, LeBron is great. LeBron is arguably one of the best basketball players of all time. I will never take anything away from him. I started out 
not liking LeBron and ended up being a LeBron fan. So all of that, like I could rock with, but, but when it comes to this particular subject, you were invited on her show to speak your piece and you didn't show up. Yeah. So like she technically still has the upper hand in that because, all right, LeBron, you got all this to say, come on the show, baby. Like say yeah, what you got to yeah. say. You didn't show up. I and mean, her comment is legitimate because her comment is coming from the fact that she invited you. Oh, you don't want to sit down and talk to me. All right, well then shut up and dribble then because you're not willing. And and I think that that's kind of a touche type situation. Like, all right, well, and touche. Then, and then <laughs> I think that would have been an opportunity to fit a joke in there because like if I was Chappelle in that moment, I would have took that situation and been thinking of all like the funny ways that it would have been for LeBron to come on there and like, body her like if yeah. if, if he could have you know what i'm saying like you could like take that and run with <laughs> yeah, it that, that's you know what i'm saying a slew of material really you know but like there, exactly there's a slew of material there but but again you didn't because you didn't take the balanced approach it didn't come off as funny which i don't know if in that part he necessarily intended it for to it for it to be funny but funny is what people look to him for by and large i i think what happened was he started talking and said a joke, right, within the, the first five minutes. And then I think he just, because he even had like a little notebook. Yeah. So, and, and you know, like when it comes to comedy, you'll take a break and then comedians start kind of writing certain jokes. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. So it's completely normal for him to be in a situation like that and be like, all right, well, I'll have a book with certain things I want to look over. Maybe I won't read them, but, but I'll just kind of look special, at the points. Though. Yeah, well, it's not normal for a special. Oh yeah, usually but, specials are a lot more flushed out. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, but was this one out. considered a special or more kind of a, like a? It's marketed as a special. I mean, as far as I know, I could be wrong, but they seem to be marketing it as a special. Yeah. So, is it part of a bigger? I think this is part of that Netflix contract that he has to like release yeah. so many specials. I oh, think this counts I, as one of them. I was under the impression that it was supposed to be that, and then he just kind of went off the rails. I mean, you could be right, to, but I've seen nothing yeah. to suggest that that's the case so yeah. far. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of people, even even when uh, when I clicked the link, it was like a supposedly like a special. I, I didn't know it was like on Netflix because I never watched it on Netflix. I watched it online. So... Yeah, well, then at that point, that's not a great, not a great special because it, it seemed more like kind of. I, I saw it. I saw it on YouTube also. I didn't yeah. see it on Netflix, but on YouTube, it was on the Netflix. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, thing, th th so. that was the same thing with me. It was on the Netflix thing, but it was through YouTube. But yeah, because yeah, because it Netflix, seemed like uh, uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, it, it it felt like he was. I'm going to say all this and then just add a, a couple of jokes. And then he just put the notebook down. I don't know if you remember him kind of like tossing it on the ground. And then it was just like, let me just say what the fuck I feel. And again, okay. I think uh, I'm on Netflix now. I don't I don't see it on there. So maybe maybe I was wrong. Yeah, well, <clears throat> almost everybody that I've talked to, they have been calling it a Netflix special, but I I thought that <clears throat> Netflix was recording it 
this happened and they were like oh this so is yeah maybe cool. it was part of like some sort of footage collection so yeah, like, yeah. i stand corrected i don't i don't see it on here as as a special or anything in and of itself i'm literally searching for it and I yeah don't, yeah i don't see it so and see you know what what happens because if you notice like like in the in the intros of certain things like you'll kind of see the behind the scenes i think that that's what they were yeah on like, Let's so take maybe some more footage. of a of a opportunity to just kind of capitalize on what's going on yeah, yeah and okay. then market it in well that then manner. in that case in that case then i guess my criticism in that realm is a little bit harsh because as a special you're uh, saying. yeah like yeah. if i'm looking at it as a special but yeah it, as it's a special it's that. a failure yeah, yeah. It, it is because it wasn't you're a comedian yeah you have to be funnier than that again that doesn't mean that that you can't speak on that but like if this is i hope that that's not a special because it, it's it's like if yeah that's what i kept hearing it referred to as and then seeing the whole netflix thing but yeah it, it, ma- imagine <laughs> mama was right <laughs> no but like imagine like paying to watch like an exhibition match with like mayweather and then like dudes like on some fucking ringling what, what what's that the barnum and bailey shit on on some fucking clown shit and we're like well i thought dude was gonna box yeah and it's like well I, he didn't but but oh, still well, the the, the it's fact that garbage. it's like not like a flushed out special or what they would consider to be a flushed out special does give it a little bit more credence in the sense that it's like all right well this is something that we like kind of took advantage of what was going on it sort of explains why he has the notebook it was just a thing yeah as opposed to yeah know, a special so and, and see this is why i keep what it was basically a rant because I would imagine he plays too, devil's advocate. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I would imagine too that like it may behoove him to maybe wait for the election to pass because I'm sure that's going to breed a lot of material. Yeah, yeah. Too, like depending on the result. Yeah, but either way, whether whether it's before or after, the last three four specials, he's done a very good job of seeing it like on a bigger scope yeah this is what i think this is what they think who's right who's wrong let's fucking joke about this shit but there's some truth in in both sides right like when when he's talking about like the 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 maga wearing people and he's like stupid trump's vote like trump's uh gonna benefit me not you yeah it's like it's a very well-rounded scope in in that sense, like he he has his views and he'll talk about it and, and he'll look at it. Whereas this, it was just like emotion, emotion, emotion. Let's not look at the other side. Yeah. And it, a lot of the funny shit was the fact that he was looking at that from the other side. You know what I mean? And like some of the wildest jokes <laughs> when he's talking about um, what's a Bruce Jenner or what's Bruce Jenner's name now? Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. How he's like walking on the business. Uh, table like in a business meeting and he just like grabs his dick and, and slams it on the fucking <laughs> table and like, I was not expecting that shit that shit was like what the fuck type of wild shit but it's funny it's like, outrageous and shit like that and it's like you could have said shit like w- 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 maybe not with that situation but just in general like 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 you said with, with the LeBron stuff with the Drew Brees stuff with the uh, the current political climate um culture yeah that's like a whole slew of stuff that you could looked into so i hope that he if he does do a special with this subject matter it's a lot more well-rounded like we're used to from him 
Also, I think another thing that he has delved into in previous specials, and I think he, if continues down the path that he's on with 846, could come off as a little bit hypocritical, is he's been a big opponent of the whole cancel culture thing. Like, he's he's been vocal about it, he talks about it, all of that. I don't think that with, like, his... What seems to be advocacy of the Black Lives Matter movement is really grasping the fact that, well, you know, these people are big proponents of cancel culture. Yeah. So that's kind of big. And, and it's mm-hmm. and I, I see it as a little bit of a misstep. Um, but yeah, like overall, like it wasn't I didn't find the whole thing that entertaining like i i didn't really have see him have a take that many other people didn't have already obviously like the one like little coincidental thing was like how you know uh the officer had his knee on on george floyd for not eight minutes and and 46 46 seconds seconds, which is the time of his birth and all that but like that's like a personal coincidence you know yeah so it, it wasn't i didn't really see much of a of a different take than I've heard already. What was interesting, though, it did make me remember, and I remember after, when we talked, I told you, like, if you get a chance to look it up, the whole Christopher Dorner yeah. situation where this guy, he worked for the L.A. Police Department. He ended up getting fired. He went on a rampage, killing a bunch of cops. He ended up in a cabin in Big Bear. Yeah. Even killed the daughter of one of the officers, right? Did he? Yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah, so I know he killed three cops, but uh, but yeah, but and then like you, I remember reading that manifesto like back when that shit was popping off, and like being like like very enthralled in it, like whoa, like this is some this is some uh, some next level shit that's that's popping off. So it did make me remember that situation. Um, segueing into the next topic. Chaz, uh, somebody told me that you're going to sell your house and, yeah. and be moving to Chaz soon. The Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in yeah. Seattle. I fucking, I'm, I'm too excited for all this summer of love shit. Nah, shit, this is wild. Six blocks? Yeah. Six blocks. I well, I keep hearing the number change. I've heard four blocks. I hear six blocks. Who knows? But the point is that protesters have taken out a piece of Seattle for themselves. They've named it the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. They booted the police out of there because in that four blocks, six blocks radius, there is a police precinct. They gave them the boot. They left. The mayor has yet to take that back. And somehow Trump is getting criticized for that. It's, it's wild. And then I saw like the list. Did you see the list of... uh? demands i did not what what are they it well like i saw like it was just basically i want this and I, this is what i like a list of things that they want but you're autonomous though like just get it for yourself so i'm like reading this stuff it's like mom and dad i'm on my own i'm by myself i'm independent but what y'all got to eat like it's like that type yeah of shit. Like, like what like well what you're you're autonomous you're on your own like you got this right yeah, let me see if I could like look up the picture because I had seen it on 
on on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is a list of demands. Defund the police 100%, which would include defunding pensions and retired officers and replacing them with localized anti-crime system. Abolish the courts, abolish imprisonment. You're autonomous. You don't have to worry. You told them to get the fuck out and they left. What do you want? <laughs> so socializing medicine, granting citizenship to illegal aliens, providing reparations for African Americans, banning evictions. <laughs> Establishing citywide rent control, staffing the 911 line with mental health experts, retrying all persons of color convicted of violent offenses. Yeah, that's some that's some straight up uh, communist stuff. It's so interesting because a lot of what's laced into much of this rhetoric that we've been seeing really since the whole George Floyd situation popped off is so much communist ideology just just like sprinkled in to all of this shit the whole the whole uh uh, uh abolish evictions and like rent control thing when mao first took over china that was one of the first things that he did was kill landlords like that was like a big thing because for them people that own land even the terminology landlord to them is like pretty much goes against everything that they ideologically believe in. No. Like you're the Lord of the land. Like this is yours. You own this. You have a piece of property that you can do with as you see fit. It goes against everything that they believe ideologically. And no shame in their word of comrade. You know, like, no, but but I think many of the people that are using that word, I don't even think that they really understand like where that shit that shit comes from. Dumb fucks, really, because like, read Animal Farm, read 1984, read what they're criti- like what 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 they're criticizing in those books, and what they're looking into, and how they just loosely use that word. Oh, comrade, comrade, this. Uh, what do they call the the? Because basically, they took the English language in the book, and 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 made it where it's like, what is it? Easy speak? I I, I forget because I haven't read those books in a long time. Where basically they minimize the vocabulary, but because if you if you minimize the vocabulary, you can control people more because you yeah. have less to say, less to defend yourself, and it's like, well, you guys are using words that you don't even completely understand like the historic meaning behind all of this and there's people out there that read about this shit there's people that know about this there's people that 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 know history and that's there's definitely not and this is not like something that i'm making up this is something that you go to blacklivesmatter.com in the front page on the mission statement you know what i mean and then you start looking at what the rhetoric is and then a lot of it well we we talked about it last episode Nothing to do with George Floyd, you know. Yeah. What do what do seventy five percent of the things you guys are talking about have to do with George Floyd? What does seventy five percent of the stuff that you're talking about have to do with Black Lives Matter? Really? Yeah. Like, if 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 you're taking the term literal, how ironic that the acronym for the place that should be against white privilege and white supremacy and income inequality. The acronym sounds like the name of 
somebody that would like who is a white rich supremacist would name their son Chaz like it <laughs> like how like like how, even like, like how ironic is that it's like it's like we live in Chaz which but like I could see Chaz being like the name of like like some some rich white guy his son that like reeks of 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 quote unquote white privilege fucking <laughs> white dude with like a beanie and a scarf it's like I reek of book. it I'm Chaz I reek of it but uh yeah it's about that action (laughs) it's so crazy it's so crazy um do you think um that's just gonna be kind of like i don't want to say the norm in seattle like i i guess i'm asking you this because the mayor just seems so nonchalant about it do you think that they're just gonna let that shit be for a while or or who knows? I don't really know, like, what the people of Seattle are like, like, what they're for. Yeah. Some of this shit, like, some of these 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 cities, like, people are so caught up in their own life, and they have, like, bills up to the wazoo, and they're all stressed out that, like, a lot of this stuff they don't even care about. Like, they don't even have the time to really think or care about this stuff because... Their life has so much gunk in it that it's like it doesn't. Yeah. Oh yeah, they took. Oh oh yeah, damn. Okay, I I I, I didn't hear about it. It's like they're what yeah. they're, what they're on is it, it's it's like sort of too fast to pay attention to this stuff. And I think that's a big big problem with the American way of life by and large is that we see so much of that. Like people have to work so much. And there's so many single parent households and like they have to to work extra hours and all of this stuff that it's like before you know it, 10 years have passed of government overreach or government missteps or some stupid shit like this. And then you look up and it's like you're not even in the same country no more, but you never paid attention to yeah. it while it was happening, which is why I think and people have echoed this like shows like this or like other political commentary shows and you know the whole like alternative media thing is so important because obviously you get like one take of it from the mainstream media but you're not getting like the in-depth thing like for instance perfect example how the way that we covered the whole nini's deli thing that video the the black lives matter versus all lives matter video on youtube right now has over five thousand views yeah. Like for a YouTube page that we've like largely like not done much with, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But but like that's five thousand people that right there saw a perspective that they didn't see from anywhere in the mainstream media and debates. Yeah, it's a cause of debates on the on, on the on the page. You would think it's like oh these people regularly post stuff on here, and it's like well it's one video. It's just the the content. The content is good, and the content is unfiltered. Yeah, you, we're not going as a oh, look. This is what they're doing. Here's a selfie of me, motherfuckers protesting, and then you just like take. You actually went. You cared about the shot. You you interviewed, and you let people s- speak for themselves. You didn't like grandstand or, or, or no, or, no, I, I didn't Jim Acosta the situation, <laughs> yeah, right? And, and it's very important because at, at the end, that's what matters, right? The conversation. And I think that that's what I appreciated about it. It wasn't about who's right, who's wrong. It was, this was happening. Yeah. 
this this will cause debates, and this is what we're seeing on the on the YouTube pages. Some people are like, like like the guys like people need to understand. There's bakeries that will literally not bake for gay people. Nini's Deli cooked and 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 made food. Never said never turned their backs on the gay community. Yeah. They just have their religious views, their personal yeah. views, then, and yeah. it has nothing to do with the business. Like what we're there for to begin with. Yeah. Then there's someone's oh racist. <laughs> so then there's another one that, well just because you don't agree with dude doesn't mean he's and then it's just a slew of comments it's like damn it's like wildfire but that's that that's good it, it is good yeah. and also what i i do see that many people that are willing to listen and have a, a productive back and forth are willing to stand on their own two feet when it comes to a debate, whether like they agree with you or not, because they want to get to the the root of the truth. But many on the other side that like kind of think with the mob mentality, they're less inclined to do that. Like they're far less inclined to do that. Yeah. And then when there is a, a discourse going on or or a productive talk going on they don't want no part of it like they don't you know what i'm saying they oh they're only down when it's a big mob against like one or two people yeah and and that's it but when it comes to like a one-on-one setting they don't like i mean we we've seen that like recently honestly like with some of the back and forth that we've seen on social media yeah. and i've actually challenged people to debates like all right well this is how you feel yeah. I've presented you facts. You don't you like totally disregard these facts. So how about in a moderated environment? Yeah. If you're so certain, we could debate. Yeah. No, like quiet crickets. No, no. Yeah. Well, I'm so then like what is that? Isn't that in and of itself cowardice? Because if yeah. you're willing to be all of this with all these people, but then when it comes to like a one-on-one situation, yeah. It's the it's it's the intellectual equivalent of jumping somebody. Well, yeah, a gang of motherfuckers jumping one guy, but how many of you are willing to like face the guy one yeah, on yeah. one in a fair match? Let's see. Like, don't be scared of getting to the truth, because at the end we all win. Really, like that's the. I don't. Mm, that's. I think that's. I. To the I, truth. I, yeah, like I. I think that's where. We the, the 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 views start to get skewed. I think for many people, the truth is is not, not where enough. we all win because let let's look let's look at it like this. Let's let's give. I, I was having this this conversation recently with some people about income inequality, right? Yeah. And they presented me with the argument of equality versus equity. And then they also presented me with a graphic of there's a baseball field, there's a fence, a wooden fence, and there's three people, three individuals. One of of, of is tall, one is of medium height, and then one is short. Mm-hmm. And they each have they each have three crates. They each have one crate. Excuse me. They each have one crate. And so the tall guy is sitting on a crate, like he can see the the medium guy he's he has a crate he's standing on the crate he has to like peek over and the short guy has a crate and he still can't see over the fence that's that's equality according to the graph yeah 
uh, or the 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 graphic and then on the equity side of things the tall guy has no crates because according to the the the, the graph the graphic he doesn't need a crate because he could see over the fence no. the medium guy has one crate and he could see over the fence and then the short guy has two crates in which now he could see over the fence mm-hmm. so you and i believe in you and i believe in in the first in in the first graph the first graphic where the first image rather of everybody has an, an, an the equal opportunity yeah the equal opportunity but we know because of our experience because of certain situations we've been in because we read because we research because of all of these things that just because there's equal opportunity does not mean that there will be equal outcome no because i could give you a drill and some wood and some nails and you might be able to build a boat you could give me some drill and and some wood and some nails and i might not come out with anything everybody operates differently so what happens here is getting to the truth is a display of the first image that's what getting to the truth is because this whole equity situation the other image is number one by and large it's it's largely unrealistic and number two you're not accounting for the fact that like how do you know what work each one of those three individuals has done to give themselves the amount of crates that they have to watch that game? Yeah. Some have done more, some have done less. See, if and when you get to the truth, and I think that's why there's sometimes an in- intentional determent from the truth. If you get to the truth, then what happens is like, let's say like somehow, some way we were able to to quash all of these debates online and like get to the truth like you're saying and let's say in that truth we determine that the current system is the way to go which many could suggest that it is like based off of the evidence and comparing us to the rest of the world not saying that it's a perfect system but if you compare it to the rest of the world can you really get perfect though exactly can you really get perfect but let's say that's what we determined that that's the best now all of the have-nots if you will start to have to take accountability for their own personal actions but to me that's the win but to them it's not because they don't that's not what they want what they want is or their organizational leaders don't want that because what their organizational leaders want is the dismantling of the system that is currently in place. That's yeah. that's really like at the end what it's about. And you see it like interlaced in all of the rhetoric. So if you get to that truth, yeah, you get to the truth and you'll be like, all right, well, this is the system. This is how it is. This is how we got to work it. That doesn't. That's not necessarily in the best interest of somebody that doesn't want to put in the work. Yeah, yeah. I I see. I see what you're saying, but I guess where I'm coming from is like, let's say this is very. I gotta make this very narrow, in the sense to kind of get to what I'm trying to say. Two guys. One is like fucking. I don't know. Uh. Brad Pitt, literally no problems with 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 women, and tries very little, 
with with women like oh I, I guess they like me decent second guy dude from uh, eastbound and down <laughs> the, the midget <laughs> no 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 like someone that that might might be a five out of ten maybe not a Brad Pitt now the, the truth the, the is guy, the guy is a five out of ten yeah so the truth so is to you he's not that hot no nah, hell no <laughs> so, but to you Brad Pitt is hot <laughs> too hot <laughs> no, but, no. but like so so okay what a queen the, <laughs> the truth is now I know oh maybe I can't compare with how dude looks but I can be good at the way I talk maybe I could be maybe I could take the avenue of like being kind of a romantic dude or do this or do that and therefore the truth helped me develop tools to survive i wholeheartedly you see what i'm saying i wholeheartedly agree with that but you're still taking responsibility yeah for getting the panties like like my thing is but like what if a motherfucker don't want to i i don't want to be funny to get the panties like i don't want to you ass a motherfucking incel like i don't want (laughs) to it's like like i don't want to i don't want to work to get the panties i don't want to like make more money so girls find me more attractive to get the panties i want to get the panties sitting here playing video games that's what we're so that's what we're equating to so so yeah the truth to a a person that's going to take self-accountability will help them but to a person that doesn't want to do that which at large this is the situation because if you look at the system in this country which again is not the perfect system but it is one of the only systems in the world where you could be a nothing ass nobody drop out loser and still rise to do great things yeah because the system allows it which very few other countries in the world have anything even close to such a thing and all you have to do is take a little bit of accountability and learn the tools and the rules that lead to it so okay you bought a house how oh well like my credit is this i found the house for this price this and this and that okay so then if i get my credit in line save some money and find a house at a good deal i could have a house so it doesn't matter. So when you go, when you went to the bank to get that loan, did they ask you what school you went to? No, they don't ask that. What about like your race, creed, or background, religion? No, they don't care about that. Like all you do got to do is go. And yeah. if you have the credit, but how do you get a credit card? Well, you just you just apply for one. They send it to you yeah. and just be disciplined with it and your credit will build. Hmm. So this is on me, not the system. Like, so... You're saying I could have this. It doesn't matter if I dropped out of school or not. It's yeah. just I gotta build this. Oh, okay, damn! Like that guy, I see him making money selling peanuts. Where'd you get those peanuts from? Oh, okay. So how much you spend on those? And then how much do you make a day? Like yeah, so all the questions like, you ask. Uh, questions, the but but they mean nothing if you're not gonna take the accountability and yeah. the responsibility to follow through with what you're asking. Yeah. So again, yes, the truth is that Brad Pitt does look better than that midget. Yeah. But if that midget has the mindset where, well, I don't like, yeah, but it's just not fair because I don't want to do it. So what I'd rather just do is change the system and make it where like girls find me more attractive than Brad Pitt. Well, th- that'll never happen. Yeah. But what you You're could do life. is level the playing field a little bit by being funnier, working out 
making more money. In mm. fact, there are some girls that might that might like rock with you more because they'll be like, man, Brad Pitt is fine, but he don't know how to tell a joke versus like yeah. you're funny. You so my point is. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying, but if at the root that individual doesn't want to do that work to begin with, what does finding the truth matter to them? It yeah. doesn't matter. They seek to change the system where it doesn't matter what the truth is because if we dismantle the system, that truth is no longer existent. It, it, it'll be right now, you'll be like, man, kid, I just got a fucking uh, 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 a Hellcat dodge challenger i spent i don't know it's just like ninety thousand dollars or whatever yeah oh badass it's like damn man like you have a better car than me it's like it's like yeah like yeah i guess i do like that you know but it is what it is but if you do this this and this the you, fucking system if, 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 <laughs> if, you do, if you do this this and this you yeah. could have this car too yeah nah man fuck that like they should just get rid of all cars like that fuck that shit man well, like, yeah. no, because that's not fair. I put in the, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, There's yeah. some people that will look at the truth and be like, damn, that is a better car than mine. I would like to have a car like that one day. This is what I got to do to have that car. Those yeah. are those people. That's good. And then there's other people that will be like, nah, fuck that. Burn all the cars. Take all the cars off the road. I don't like that shit. We should all be riding bikes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Two different things. Thought crime. Thought crime, what you just said, thought crime. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, the, the, people will lie to themselves, and, and, and the thing is, is that you can't, I guess, be naive enough to not know that either, you right. know? Or the flip side of, if you don't want to dismantle the system, the flip side is also, well, then everybody should have a car like you have. Everybody should have that, but then... Who's going to give it to you? Like, what yeah. incentive would Dodge have to make a car for every single person in the population? Yeah. And, and like, nobody's going to pay for it. Nobody's going to afford it because it takes extra technology, extra parts, extra engine, more advanced, you know, engineers to design this machine. They need to get compensated for it. That shit flies over everybody's head. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying that. It reminds me of uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's uh, Amazon situation. Yeah. When, when she said, oh, well, why would why would we give him an $8 billion tax cut? We could use that $8 billion to, to pay for this, pay for that, pay for this. And it's like, well, no, dummy. There is no $8 billion yeah. because there's nothing of worth. You fucking told him to leave. The tax cuts were so that people could be employed and now you could... Now there's people that could be able, they're they're being taxed now, yeah. and you've created jobs and you've stimulated the economy. There was never eight billion dollars. But, but a big issue within the intelligentsia is that you don't they don't want to face the fact that some people inherently produce more value than others. Like that's not an assessment of your value as a human, like yeah. your life, like that's not an assessment of that. But to the marketplace, some people do produce more value than others. Yeah. Let me, And you get yeah. compensated for it. T Tim Cook is corporate scum. Let me tweet about this on the Apple iPhone. Wait, what? He created something so great. Oh, not him, but like the, the company Apple. You, you have it in the palm of your hands and you're using it to talk about how he's scum. Yet you're going to buy the next iPad, aren't you? 
and and the uh, AirPod Pros and and the the iPhone and and the Beats. Yeah, they own that too. Value, isn't it? Oh no, you don't like, dude. But you, you're not really looking at the value of it, like you said, yeah. the ecosystem that they've created for you to enjoy. And it's like, well, that's not fair either. Well, then you create your own shit. Then I guess you create your own headphones and create your own and your own shoes and, and shoes, your own yeah. pants and your own car and your own TV and your own everything. Nah, fam, fuck them. I'm buying all this shit. And well, you're yeah. damned if you do, damned if you don't. Really. Final segment. We've seen Michael Moore. We've seen Bill Maher. Both leftist celebrities, both leftist political commentators. And it seems like they're not all out predicting that Trump will win, but they are definitely suggesting they believe that will happen in some of the stuff that they're saying as of recent. What is your take on that? That is... uh, Yeah. uh it, it, it's almost like now is now is not the time. You would imagine now would not be the time for them to say such a thing. I think they're seeing what what's happening, and I think if you actually do a little bit of studying in the sense of like seeing what's going on with the current situation, with the George Floyd situation, you're going to see things that you might not grasp right away. But if you start thinking about it, you're like, oh man. This is not good. Let's we we talked about for like a whole hour about the whole gone with the wind, right? Because it has themes of slavery and well, there's slaves in the movie and it's saying that it romanticizes slavery, right? That's what people were, were critiquing. As a matter of fact, uh John Ridley, who wrote he was the writer of Twelve Years of Slave, he had an op-ed on on the LA Times criticizing and saying why HBO Max should take Gone with the Wind out until there's like, I guess, a, a, a warning and like a cultural reference to w- why this movie w- was good in its time. But like, basically a warning label of mm-hmm. like, hey, this, for you sensitive fucks, this is what what happened. Well, this is why the movie is, you know, held at such a high standard, but also there's like sensitive material. This is the historical context. So all this context that they want with this film. So HBO Max was like, fuck, we're taking it out. Right. So they took it out due to the pressures. And you're seeing this not only with HBO, but you're seeing this with the CEO of CrossFit with his critique of the whole situation off with his head. Uh, Starbucks, no, you can't wear Black Lives Matter uh, apparel when you're at work. Off with their head. Cancel them. You're seeing this with, I mean, you could go on and on, really. So HBO Max, oh, uh, Lady Antebellum. I don't, I've never heard their music, but because it's Lady Antebellum, well, now you guys are Lady A's. I don't, I don't know what that means, but whatever. We're going to change our names because it's totally insensitive with the current situation. What? So you guys had racist intents when you came up with the name? Or, or you know what I mean? Like, so whatever. So everyone feels that they have to explain themselves for things that None of us have lived through in 2020. But anyway, HBO Max gets rid of Gone with the Wind. And then I found it crazy how it was number one 
bestseller on Amazon. Yeah. Which is like if you if you're looking at the scope of it all, right? If you're looking at what's happening, it's it seems like it's overwhelmingly the George Floyd protest, the Black Lives Matter, a lot of leftist politics overwhelming everything else. Everyone else is quiet. Yet Gone with the Wind was canceled and it's selling. It's the number one bestseller. And actually, if you look at the top 50, I counted like seven, eight times that Gone with the Wind was in the top 50. So really, eight spots they took. Eight to ten spots they took. Because it's the Gone with the Wind DVD, Gone with the Wind Blu-ray, the digital version, the other version with the other cover. Like So so they had like eight to ten spots. I'm like, damn. People really feel strongly about this, yet we're not seeing this. And I think what Bill Maher... And Michael Moore are seeing is that there will be a silent majority. They're going to be like, oh, there's people looting our streets, destroying our communities. They want death, destruction. And if you don't agree with anything, then off with your head. If we can't have a reasonable conversation, you're racist. You're a homophobe. You're a terrible person. We don't want, wait, wait, wait. I'm just asking, can we sit down and can we talk? No, no, no. Defund the police. Mayor from Minneapolis, defund the police. Yes or no? No way, we could, yes or no? Shame, shame, shame. And then the fucking dude walks away. <laughs> hey, by the way, live by the woke, die by the woke t-shirts on hangingwithapes.com. Go buy it. Shameless but anyway, ass plug. Yeah, shameless ass plug. But the thing is, it's like, that's what's happening. You live by the woke, you die by the woke. So now they're not, they're not, they don't want the, like, conversation. They don't give a fuck. If it doesn't fit their narrative, they don't give a fuck. If you give an inch, they'll take a mile. And they're seeing that. Bill Maher and Michael Moore are seeing that. And they're like, oh, this is not good. Because let's rewind time and look at the map and how it looked in 2016. That was a slaughter. Yeah. I couldn't even predict that shit. And I thought he was probably going to ed- edge it. And I was like, yeah, it's not going to be a massacre. That was a massacre, man. The whole map was red. Well, you think Chicago, L.A., New York, what, uh, Miami, and not even Miami, really, because Florida went red. All these major cities, they're not going to do nothing. That's just one spot in a big map of people that most people, they're I, I cool think, with police. Well, I, I, to, to go along with what you're saying, I think that Biden will still win the popular vote. Oh, most definitely. But yeah. but yeah, but I but it's it's the electoral college that matters. Yeah, the left will always win the urban vote. That's just it. Like like for example, Illinois mostly as a whole as a state they they and I'm talking about the parts, not like the sums of uh, like the people. Yeah. It's mostly Republican, but yeah. Chicago overwhelmingly is left yeah and that's why it becomes a blue state so yeah he'll win the popular vote i can guarantee that yeah but but that doesn't matter because you're not looking at it from like you said an electoral college vote mostly it'll be red unless you guys are willing to and and honestly like it's june and it's 2020 like you guys had four years to really like switch some shit shit up Yeah. yeah get all your shit Get it together. <laughs> Put it in a box and get it together. Um, and they didn't, and it's too late. And like you said, you you said it perfectly. Either the last episode or the episode before that, you said 
it's their last hurrah. It's the it's the last stand. They know it's yeah. bad. They're looking probably at Biden as like, bro, this motherfucker can't say a goddamn sentence. We need to riot. It rem- it it reminds me of in the dark night when the mob ends up like fucking with the Joker. Yeah. Like the it, it's that. It's like all of this craziness, Chaz, the looting, the rioting, some of the demands from Black Lives Matter, some of the rhetoric that we're seeing, the interlaced communist rhetoric that we're seeing. It's this is the Joker coming out and being like, okay, well, you know, dude, dude made you all scared and everything. So, like, well, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna burn shit down. You gotta, you gotta rely, yeah, on me type of thing. But if that's defeated, then after that, you see in the Dark Knight Rises, you saw a long time before Batman was needed again. It was considered a peacetime. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of more or less the situation that we're in politically is that they know that this could be the end for a very long time. Yeah. And it's bad because I mean, for them, because if you have, if you had four years of Trump where like you threw everything, everything, everything overall, like rather successful considering the unemployment, everything, you know, the, the market, the economy, the world standing, everything like that. Obviously like this whole COVID-19 19 shit popped off, but yeah, barring that, let's say another four years, just as successful. There's, there's no way that like after that, whoever Trump doesn't endorse, unless they're a complete moron, wouldn't like get elected. And it would be the equivalent of what happened with Reagan, Reagan, Bush. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think they know that they don't like that because I mean, and then you got to build Clinton. You t- if you talk another eight years of of Republican, and then whoever comes after that is going to have to be shifted to the right, that will pretty much dismantle a lot of like this shit that's going on right now. It would it would they would be forced to dismantle it. Yeah, I mean, Bill Clinton is cringe for the left. If, yeah, he is. Like he is they, well, pretty much when he was campaigning for Hillary. He had to apologize for every, almost everything he did as a president. Yeah. Like he had to shit on his own legacy yeah. to like to 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 serve yeah. to serve uh, Hillary. Yeah, it's 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 wild, but it's also, I guess, a situation where like if if Trump wins, like honestly, I really thought. 2016 was going to wake them up. Like, I really did, like, think there was going to be some, like, th- this is not different from 2015, 2014. It's not, di- there's nothing that I see, like, that they've learned. What- well, because the thing is, the thing is, like. Or do you they- feel be- that they're better equipped now? Like the no, left. no, they, they doubled down, they doubled down on, on the craziness because. It's kind of like it's kind of like a bratty kid that like you promised like something new like a, a iPhone or an iPad or something like that but with the requirement that they got like a certain grade or did something they didn't do it and now like you don't gift them what you were going to gift them and now they're like lashing out throwing a tantrum that's essentially what it was Obama's 8 years primed 
Hillary to come in and like this like like leftist lunacy to like run rampant. Yeah. It primed it. And by all accounts, she would have rocked with much of it. It didn't happen. So now and and by many people's accounts, it, like that's not what they expected to happen. More many people expected her to win. I didn't. I predicted. I predicted correctly that she wouldn't. Yeah. But many people, many people didn't. Very early too. But but they expected it nonetheless. And like now, it's like that kid is lashing out. The AOCs, the Nano Mars, like all of them, they're lashing out because this is not what they wanted. This is not what they expected. So you double down on the craziness because at this point, if you double down on the craziness and the establishment Democrats let their kids run loose, well, maybe we can disparage dude enough or discourage him enough or fuck with the system enough where he won't win. But it doesn't seem like it's panning out that way. So I think the strategy was... Well, let's see where we can take this because going back to like the whole impeachment thing, Schumer and Pelosi really didn't seem like they were with that shit. Like to begin with, they with? really, Sh Schumer oh, and yeah, Pelosi, yeah, yeah, yeah. like they talked about it. Oh, we should impeach him and everything like that. But it wasn't until like Adam Schiff and like all the crazies got together that they were like, oh yeah, we're going to go through with it. And then even Pelosi started like dialing back, having like her little like, nervous moments on tv where you could tell it was like she's not with this because yeah. like this is a this is a very bad press and it was kind of i feel like the moment where pelosi realized that like the kids have taken over like the children yeah. have taken over the house now yeah and it's like oh damn but then i gotta kind of rock with it because now if i stand against it we're at risk of like splitting the party three ways especially with bernie coming up yeah and that would really kill the left because if they had split and i and i think at large Buttigieg and and bloomberg and everybody kind of jumping on the biden train not only was because they didn't rock with bernie but also in a way for them to save the party because really the rise of bernie really would mean the rise of a third party in this nation and, yeah. and and two of which those parties are left-wing. If you have the left-wing divided and the right-wing, which at large is really not that conservative. We're like, they call Joe Rogan and Tim Pool conservative. And really, they're just normal guys that want normal shit. Like, yeah. that's not conservative. That's just like, that's really middle. That's like really center, center left. So you really risk the chance of like dismantling the democratic dismantling the left wing of things and then the right rising this but because you, you let things yeah. go so far anyway you did it because like if you didn't now, now you, you got a rock and kente scarves exactly exactly like crazy ass shit that at the end of the day like nobody rocks with because every single person of color including black people including certain africans like, all spoke out about that shit. Like, yeah. I mean, Africans from Africa yeah. that were like, this shit is the dumbest, goofiest shit, <laughs> and we don't rock with it. So, they're really just killing themselves, and it's going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting how things pan out. Yeah. That is our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Remember, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, and Google. Follow us at Hanging With Apes on Twitter. 
We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.